Need a what? Map. Yeah, you can have maps. Right. Can I just, can you turn me down a bit? Because I'm a bit noisy <laughs> to myself. I'm scaring myself. <laughs> can I just point out, I don't think you've all suddenly gone deaf and therefore you need, I need to, to be mic'd up, but I actually need to record this for some training I'm doing. So this is why I have this kind of thing sticking out of my cheek. Okay, so I know you can all still hear okay. Right, as David said, we're going to talk about prayer today. Um, and I thought, as we're talking about prayer, just untucking my top that's got caught, um, I thought I'd actually start off by praying, if that's all right. Um, you may want to shut your eyes, or you may not want to. You may just want to look around the room. But I'm just going to pray really quickly. Lord, I thank you for a lovely meal and the conversations around the meal. And I thank you for everybody here. And I just pray that I would be able to talk about prayer in a way that people understand and people find interesting and relevant um, and they just get excited about putting it into practice. Pray these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. 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 Right. I'm going to set the scene a little bit for you. You need to kind of work with me on this one. Okay, it's, it's that day that you've been dreading for ages, but you know it's got to come. And so you wake up in the morning and you know that those results that you've been waiting for, it's this morning. And you know, when the post comes, that they're likely to be in there. So you're pacing all morning because you're really worried about what these results might, might say because you're not entirely sure whether they will be the right results, whether they'll be what you're hoping for. So you're really nervous and you've been walking around drinking tea and then you hear the postman coming up the gravel path. So, oh no, you start to feel a little bit sick and get a bit worried. And then you hear the door box go, the, the post box, and then the letters fall. So you're really kind of scared, but you know you've got to do it. You walk over, and here's all your letters, and you pick them up. And your hands are shaking by this point because you're not sure you know, what you're going to read. You're like looking through, and you're sifting through everything, and it's there these results that, that, that you have been worrying over, these results that you know that you need to look at, but you're just really, really worried because you're not entirely sure what they're going to say. So with shaking hands and getting all nervous, but you know you've got to do it, you start to open it. And then you stop and pray. Do you know, in a survey, up to 75% of people say that in times where they're really, really worried or they're nervous or they're just a really difficult time, they actually pray. But the crazy thing is that most of these people wouldn't even say that they were Christians, and yet they pray at times when, when it's tough. Well, that seems a bit odd to me, but that's what this survey said. So today, this is what I want to look at. I want to look at prayer. I want to be able to explain to you guys what prayer is, what prayer isn't, and hopefully by the end of it you'll have a better understanding of exactly what it is that we talk about when we talk about prayer. I'm not going to insult your intelligence and think that you haven't heard of prayer before because I'm sure you all know that as Christians that we pray. But I just want you to understand it a bit more. So we're going to start off by looking at an example of prayer. Some objection. No, 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 I know I'd love to. Pam, come on. 
Joe's such a good God to us, a, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly laid at our table this day and each day by day. Brilliant. I love that clip. Right, so that was prayer. This is exactly what it's all about. Or is it? Let's look at what prayer isn't before we look at what prayer is. Okay, prayer is not. It's not about using super long words and sounding like a dictionary. We don't have to suddenly start speaking in what we think's really, really clever language. We just need to speak in our own language. So it's not using long words. And it's not about using a specific set of words either. I mean, you may have heard prayers being said that are all full of these and thous and just all these really kind of super spiritual sounding words or, or old English words or whatever. Prayer isn't about that. It's not something to be said really quickly before a meal, like we've just seen, or before going to bed. I mean, it is that, but it's not just that. Do you know what? We don't even have to go on our knees. And when I said you may want to shut your eyes or you may not want to, that's not an indication of whether you're praying or not, because you know what? You can pray when your eyes are open. And it isn't something that we only do in a church. We can do it wherever we are, at home, in Tesco's, walking along the streets. We can pray wherever. We don't need to complete a course in it. I can remember when I became a Christian and this whole kind of prayer thing was introduced to me. I think, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, how do I do it? Do I have to do this course? Can I come and learn about it before I pray? But you know what somebody said? You just need to talk. You can just pray. However, you don't need a course. And you also don't need to be a really good person before you can pray. It's not like God's up there and he's like, no, you're not, you haven't been good enough. You haven't been good enough. You haven't been good enough. Yes, you're a good person. I'll listen to you. We can pray whether we're a good person or not. So that's a few things that prayer isn't. So we'll look at what prayer is. Well, the first thing and the most important thing is that it's a two-way conversation between us and God. It isn't us just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking because God's there, he's listening, um, and he'll talk back to us. It's, it's a two-way conversation. Um, and hopefully, as he talks back to us, we'll hear and understand what he says. But we're going to look at that in a bit more detail a few weeks' time, about how we can hear from God. But it is a two-way conversation. It's also an incredibly vital part of our relationship with God. Just as communication is important in any relationship, our relationship with God does need this communication. Because if you never actually speak to your friend, it's not much of a relationship, is it? It can also give us a sense of peace, and it can help us to experience God's love. 
this year, um, it's been quite a difficult year for me. Um, I've had a lot of things going off and a lot of things happening, and it has been difficult at times. And it's been really good, but at times when, you know, when just life gets really crazy and you're struggling, I was struggling um, spiritually, emotionally, and, and physically, a whole load of things were going, going on in my life, and it did get too difficult, and it was really nice for me to be able to sit down and just say to God, God, I know that you know what I'm going through, and I know that you care, and I know that you'll help me through it. And just to be able to speak to God in that way just gave me a sense of peace. When I'd been rushing around and I'd been trying to sort things out and work things out on my own, I couldn't do it. And it got to a stage where I just had to sit down and give it over to God. And that sense of peace that you get when you do that, what, you, you just can't explain it. It's just, you sit there and you can just feel this, this amazing peace and you know that you've, you've given it to somebody that cares and that can help you with it. So it gives you a sense of peace and you can experience God's love. But who is involved in prayer? Seems quite an, an obvious one. Obviously, God's involved in prayer, isn't he? Because that's what we're talking about. As Christians, we have this relationship with God. But, you know, we pray to the Father. I'm sure we've all heard of the Lord's Prayer, haven't we? You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So prayer is talking to the Father. It's talking to our Heavenly Father. And we pray through the Son. So we pray through Jesus. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about Jesus and what Jesus did for us, who Jesus is, and that he died on the cross for us. And it's only through the death of Jesus that we can have this relationship with God. So if it wasn't for Jesus, and if Jesus hadn't done that for us, we couldn't actually pray because we're not holy enough to have that relationship with God without going through Jesus, without Jesus dying on the cross for us, and without us having this relationship with Jesus. So we pray to the Father, through the Son, and we also pray by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit. Because when we become Christians, we, God gives us some of his Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit inside us, and the Spirit helps us to pray. Sometimes we may not know what to pray, and we just feel um, prompted by the Spirit. We just suddenly think, well, we can pray this. And you know what? We can even kind of pray without words which might seem a bit strange um, to some of you at the moment. But again, we'll be looking at it in more detail as time goes on. But we can pray through the Spirit. The Spirit will help us to pray. So th that is the basics of what Christian prayer is. It's communication with God, to the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit. Okay, so that's a little bit about what prayer is. But why should we pray? You know, I'll be honest, I don't always find prayer easy. I'm a bit of a, a doer, and sometimes for me to, to stop and to pray, I do find difficult, but I know that we need to pray. I know that there is a, a purpose to it, um, and that it is really necessary. But firstly, we need to pray because Jesus did. And as Christians, we need to try and be like Christ. So we need to do what Jesus does. And if Jesus, Jesus, Jesus prayed then we need to. I've got a couple of um, scriptures to share with you. I'm going to ask David to share them as I kind of go through. So if he suddenly starts speaking, that's out of the Bible, okay? just thought it might break my voice up a bit for you. So David's got an example in the Bible of Jesus praying. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. 
okay, great. And there's actually quite a lot of examples of Jesus praying in the Bible. And if Jesus, as the Son of God and as holy as he, as he was, if he prayed, then how much more do we need to pray? We also need to pray because communication is really important in any relationship. I kind of touched on that a bit earlier, but I want to explore that a bit more now. Um, and I kind of need two volunteers for this, please. I'll be Lynn, that'd be great, thank you. Can I have somebody up here that doesn't really know Lynn very well, that's never really spoken to her much? I'll be nice. Ying, brilliant. Right. I should have said there's no scuba suits involved this time. So you don't need to worry, you won't need to do that. Right. Um, okay, we're talking about how communication is important in a relationship. If we've been talking about becoming a Christian and starting that relationship with God, this is kind of what we need to be thinking about. So, this is Lin, you've got your badges on. Lin and Ying, this is going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> it should. What I'd like you to do, Ying, is... Um, you've not really met Lynn before, have you really? You may have no. said a quick hello or whatever. You don't really know that much about her, do you? So in effect, this could be the beginning of a new relationship, mm -hmm. couldn't it? A new friendship. So what I'd like you to do in a minute is to find out what makes Lynn tick, to find out what kind of person that she is, to find out you know, what her hopes are and her, and, and her dreams and maybe her fears. So you just need to really not, you know, you can see what she looks like but I want you to find out what's inside, you know, who Lynn really is, okay? So you're going to do that for me in a minute. Lynn, you can just answer anything. That'd be great. Um, yeah, you've got about a minute to, a minute to find out. Yeah, you can talk to me first. No, you can, you can go first. Okay, so this is, this is what, you're, what you need to be doing, all right? Okay? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, I'll step back and let you go. Oh, well, hold, hold on. I forgot to say, you can't talk. Oh. Okay? How did I get so you can't talk. So, so go, go on. So you need to find out what dreams are and things, what hopes are. No, 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 no talking. <laughs> Not so easy, is it? No. Thank you, you two. Thank you. <coughs> you two can talk afterwards. Right. How important is communication? when you're trying to get to know somebody. It is, you just can't do it, can you? Without talking, you couldn't get to know Lynn at all, really, could you? You could see what she looked like, but that was it. Do you know what? When we have this relationship with God, when we start to get to know who Jesus is, if we're not talking to Jesus, how are we going to get to know him? Like just like Ying not being able to, to really get to know what makes Lynn tick. Unless we're having that communication with God, we're not going to be able to really go far in that relationship either. So communication is really important. And you know, even though I've been a Christian for 20 years now, it's not like I can say that, that I know God now. I, I've been chatting to him for, you know, a few years. I've had some prayer times during that time. I can't say that I know God because God is so big and so mighty and so powerful and so awesome that I could probably never talk to him enough to get to know who he really is. 
So prayer isn't something that is just at the beginning of a relationship with God. It is something that needs to keep on going and keep on going because there is so much to find out about. Thirdly, prayer rewards. Now, I had trouble when I was writing this because I'm like, what? I'm not going to tell them that they'll be rewarded if they pray. But as I kind of looked through it and and began to understand it, 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 it does make sense. It's like having a best friend. It's not like having a best friend, sorry, that... Um, that, that, well, it's not cho- if we could choose a friend and say I could have Angie as I'm going to be her best friend now, um, we'll be best mates. But really, I'm hoping that my reward for that is going to be she's going to buy me awesome Christmas presents and birthday presents. It's not talking about that kind of reward, but it's talking about um, an appropriate reward. So we have kind of we have rewards in our life that aren't particularly appropriate like um, um, having money, being given money for sex isn't an appropriate reward, is it? But how about if we look at it a different way and we look at if we study for our exams and work really hard, the reward of that would be that we'd pass, we'd get a, a qualification at the end, we'd get a good grade. So there's two different types of rewards. So when I'm talking about that we'll be rewarded, it's an appropriate reward it's the right kind of reward because God does want to reward us and there's two ways in particular a couple of the, the ways that that God can re- reward us with and I've kind of touched on one a bit so we have joy God can reward us with joy when we speak to him he, lo- he, he loves to do that he loves to give us that this joy and David until now you have not asked for anything <coughs> in my name ask and you will receive and your joy <coughs> will be complete. Brilliant. And peace. And I've already shared with you how I've experienced peace when my world's been a bit crazy at the time, um, and I've stopped and I've talked with God, and he's rewarded me with a sense of peace. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displays worry at the centre of your <coughs> life. Good. Do you know, it's really good to know that the times when, um, when we are busy or we're struggling or we're just not sure what's going on, it's good to know that we can talk to God. It is like talking to a good friend. You know, when, you, when you're just... You just had enough and you go and knock on your, d- on your friend's door and you have a cup of tea with them and you just chat things through and at the end of it you feel, that was good. I, I've shared what I need to share. I feel better for it. The same as is when we talk with God. We can have that, sit down w- with a cup of tea um, and just talk to God and we can have this joy and we can have this peace through prayer. And fourthly, um, another reason why we should pray It's quite simply because prayer works. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Thank you. Um, I'm going to ask Julie to come up now. Thanks, Julie. Uh, and Julie's going to share um, a f- time recently where prayer has worked for her. Um, <coughs> I've been a bit 
uh, unsettled in my job recently and um, and I met up with a friend and um, and she basically sort of like said, oh, we've got this job going at work and I think you would be ideal for it. And I thought, crikey, that's brilliant. That is an answer to prayer. You know, I've just been wondering what, what to do and... Um, and so I met with the chap and there were little bits all the way through doing this that I wasn't too sure whether it was then God sort of like saying, actually, you know what, you are unsettled, you need to be looking for another job and this might not be it. Um, but I sort of pushed through those, you know, the time when I was supposed to meet him for the first time and long story <coughs> short, I lost two children and a bus um, leaving school when I was late for the first meeting and I thought is that God saying actually this isn't you know it or am I just reading too much into it so anyway I, I continued and and the, the chap said you know I, I you know, basically said to my friend oh, I love I love your friend and I think she'd be ideal um, but we need to sort of go through the formal procedure so um, so again you know put a, a CV in so I sat down did my CV and just when I went to post it off a couple of days later, I couldn't find my memory stick. So um, I thought, what am I going to do? I can't post my CV off. My CV's on, the on my memory stick. can't find my memory stick. And then um, just at that time, my friend um, phoned me and she said, well, don't you remember? You emailed me the CV beforehand. You could just use that. And I thought, oh, great. You know, so I'm flipping backwards and forwards between these two <laughs> things. And I thought, I still don't know whether this is going to be the right thing. So um, I went for the interview, and at the end of it, I just sat down, and I, I just sat with God, and I said, look, God, you know, I'm really not too sure. I'm getting mixed messages. I keep reading too much into it, and I really don't know whether this is it. So if this job is not supposed to be for me, will you just completely shut the door? I don't want it, and, and I didn't get it. And I think that is God saying, actually, you know what? I kept sending you a couple of messages and you weren't really getting it. So in the end, I've done what you said and I've completely shut the door on it. Brilliant, thank you. So there you can see, as David read out, if you ask, you will, will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Well, in, in Julie's case, the door was shut. But she asked God to show her whether it was right or wrong and he very clearly did. See, prayer works. But you might be sat there thinking, well, Joe, if prayer works, and prayer works all the time, then surely we would all pray regularly because we'd pray to win the lottery and we'd you know, just pray for all these, these things because if it worked, we would just get it, wouldn't we? That'd be quite simple. But it isn't actually that simple because yes, prayer does work, but not always in the way that we think it's going to. So does God always answer prayer? <laughs> yes, he does. But we need to look at it a bit more closely to really understand what that means. Um, <laughs> embarrassing moment, sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, I can have just two minutes. Then we've got a phone I can use. I can't get reception. I've got to make a phone call. Is that all right? Thanks. Have you got reception though, Bob? Got reception? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Well, how do you know? It says so. What do you mean it says so? Yeah, no, it's okay, but how do you know you've got reception? It tells, it tells you so. But you can't see anything, can you? I can't see that you've got reception. You just have to trust 
in your little bars on your phone, don't you? Right. Do you know what? That's kind of like prayer. We can't see this line that we have for God, to God, um, this communication with God, just as, as Bob can't see whether he's got reception or not, but he has to trust that he has. And then he'll try the phone and he'll know that it was true. Um, but there are times, aren't there, that we don't have good reception. I actually did have reception, clearly, because I got a text in. Um, but sometimes we don't get reception on our phones. So we may be in a low area, or there may be lots of trees around, or tall buildings. I think up here we've got... Can I have the next one up, Gemma? See, here is our little, li a little um, map of Basingstoke that shows how much reception we have in Basingstoke, if that makes any sense to you whatsoever. Um, so the red ones, the, the, d the darker, the pinker colour, is good reception, and then it goes into the lighter colours when we don't get good reception. But why is that? Why don't we get good reception when we're all in Basingstoke and we've all got phones and they're all coming from the various masks? We should all get it. But sometimes there's things in the way that stop us getting the good reception on our phone. The same is with us and prayer. Sometimes we can have blockages or obstacles that are stopping us from really communicating the way that we should with God. And we're going to look at a few of those today. Firstly, we have unconfessed sin. Remember, sin was something that, that, that we do wrong. It's the things that we mess up in. It's not being able to be all that God wants us to be. And sometimes when, we're, um, when we've had stuff in our life and we're doing things that we know we shouldn't be doing, that can block and that can get in the way of our relationship with God and our, and our communication with God. So it's, it's having kind of that attitude and knowing that you need to say sorry for it, but not wanting to. Okay, David? It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Okay, so we can have sins that we haven't said sorry about. And do you know what? I don't think he's talking about every little single thing that we do wrong. Because to be honest, I'd be here a long time saying sorry before I could pray. But it's, it's these 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 sins that you know, these things that you've done wrong that you really know you need to say sorry for and you're refusing to. Um, the Bible also tells us that we need to forgive one another. And sometimes when there's people in our life that we can't forgive and we're holding a grudge against, again, that can be something that can block us in communicating with God. We can be disobedient. We can be doing things that we know God doesn't want us to do. Or we could be not doing the things that we know God does want us to be, do to be doing. And we're really disobedient in that. And again, that can be something else that blocks our relationship and our communication with God. Wrong motives can also be something that can block. So if I were to, ha to ask God for the ability to stand up here and to explain prayer to you lot in a way that you understood, in a way that was clear, in a way that was interesting, um, in a way that was relevant to you, well, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Because you would be understanding prayer better. But if I was to ask the same thing, like I did at the beginning, remember I prayed at the beginning those things? What if that prayer was really because I wanted to look good, that I wanted my talk to be good? So I might have prayed the same thing, but my motives would be wrong. Instead of it being about um, you understanding prayer better and having a better relationship with God, it was about me looking good. So two different ways, you know, two different motives 
One could block, and obviously one couldn't. It's, I would be asking with the wrong motive. Um, and also, we could be asking for the wrong things. Or the things that aren't really what God wants for us. For example, um, Alex could pray that he would wake up in the morning and find a Ferrari on his drive. Now, Alex might think that's a really good idea, given the cool factor and everything. But, you know, God knows best, and he might know whether Alex could handle that or not. He would know whether Alex was then going to drive like a maniac if he had the car. He does already. Um, or God might know that if Alex was to have this, this Ferrari on his drive, then all of a sudden he might get a whole new load of friends that actually only wanted to hang out with him because of his car. And although when Alex was asking for it, it might have seemed a good idea, because God knows best and he can see the big picture, he would know that wasn't the best for Alex. Um, so Alex would be asking for the wrong things. And that would be you know, something that, that could block. And also another thing to remember is that yes and no and wait are all answers. So I could go to Judith and say, Judith, can I have a cup of tea, please? Can you go and get me one? And she could answer. Yes, I can see you thirsty. I know how much you love tea or coffee. I'll get you one. That'd be great, thanks. <laughs> no, so she could answer yes, couldn't she? She could see I'm thirsty and she'll go and get me one. Or I could ask Judith, can you go get me a cup of tea, please? No, you've had too much caffeine already today. <laughs> I've had too much caffeine already today. That's a no. Or, Judith, can you go and get me a cup of tea, please? Okay, so there's the not yet. Wait, you're in the middle of a talk. I'll make you one after. And the same is with our prayers with God. How he answers, they can be a yes, they can be a no, and they can be a not yet or a wait. And they're all answers. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in thinking that, that God has to be a yes God, that our, that our prayers have to be answered as a yes, because that's what we're expecting. But we need to remember and trust that God knows best, that he is God that he sees the big picture. He knows what's going to happen. He knows the effect of all the yes, the no's and, and the waits. And he knows the best outcome. So you've got to remember that when, when you're praying, that the yes, no and wait are all answers to prayer. Okay, so that's what prayer isn't, what prayer is, who we pray to, and does God al always answer prayer? But how about how we actually do it? Do you know, I'm a great believer in actually um, learning things and putting them into practice. I don't see much point in just learning them up here. So we could all be experts on prayer, but I think unless we actually understand how to pray, we're not really going to achieve that much. But you know, Jesus taught us how to pray in Matthew 6, and I've already mentioned that. That's the Lord's Prayer, and I'm sure... Um, We've probably all said it at school and various times in churches and whatever. And I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about when I say it. So the Lord's Prayer goes through various things that we can pray. And it's a good thing and I encourage you to look at it and to kind of maybe discuss it in your groups. But we can also use various other ways, various m models that would help us. Um, so I've got one here that's called the ACTS model. And it basically splits it up into different ways to pray. So firstly, we have the A, which stands for adoration. That's telling God how good he is. 
that's praising God for being the amazing God that he is. So adoration, or basically adoring. Okay? C is confession. Confession is quite simply saying sorry for the things that we've done, for, for messing up, for not doing what we should be doing. So we say sorry to God. T is for thanksgiving. You know, we need to thank God for what he's done and for what he's doing in our lives and thank God for sending Jesus to die for us. And finally, which is the bit that so many people think about when we talk about prayer, supplication, which that basically means is that we're asking God for the things that are on our hearts and on our minds. So that's the asking part. So it is okay to ask God for things, but that's not all prayer is. There's these other parts to it too. There's the adoration, the confession, the thanksgiving, and the asking. Okay, but when should we pray? Do you know what? The Bible says we should pray always. Got that there, David? Okay, it says pray without ceasing and pray on all occasions. So we should pray always. And we should also pray when we're alone. When you pray, go into your room and close the door. Okay. But we can also pray with others. When two of you get together on any... Sorry. When two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. Brilliant. So when should we pray? Always. We should pray when we're alone, and we should pray when we're, when we're with others. And I hope that's helped you to understand a little bit more about prayer um, looking at what it is, what it isn't, how we pray, um, talked about how God answers prayer. But as I said at the beginning, that um, if all I've managed to do is to help you understand it up here, well, that's okay, but I'd much rather you really understood it and thought, you know what, I'm going to try and put it into practice. Because for me, when I became a Christian about 20 years ago, um, I had absolutely no, no interest in God before that. And um, I'd like to share my story with you at some other point, so I'm not going to go through it all now. But I became a Christian one night, and like Nathan talked about last time with the train, some people know when they become Christians, when they pass the border. Do you remember Nathan talking about that last time? Whereas other people kind of drift along and suddenly they realise they're in another country. Well, for me, I knew when I became a Christian. And that night, I went home. I was at a youth group here. And I went home, and I was so... Well, I was just buzzing. I was so excited because I had decided that, yes, Jesus was real, that, that God is good, and I wanted to have this relationship with him. And I'd asked him into my life. I'd said, Jesus, I know I've done wrong, um, I, and, I, and I just want to live for you from now on. And that really, really excited me. And I went home, and my family weren't Christians, and I couldn't really share with them at the time what I was so excited about. Um, so I went upstairs to my room, and it was, well, youth finished at 10, and I chatted afterwards. So it's probably about 11 o'clock by the time I get home. And I sat in my room, and I just couldn't sleep. I was so excited. And I sat on my windowsill, and I used to live in Old Basing, and I used to overlook um, a, a, a nice stream out the back. And I remember it really clearly. It was a lovely night. It was clear. There were stars out. The, the moon was out. And I literally sat on my windowsill for two hours, 
and just spoke to God. And it just blew me away that when I was looking out there and it was beautiful and it was amazing and I knew that God had created that and yet he was there and he wanted to talk to me. And that was just, I just couldn't stop. I mean, seriously, two hours. I'd probably struggle with that now, but at the time I was so excited. And the fact that, that God wanted to talk to me and yet God created all of that. And that, that, whole, that whole thing about prayer being a two-way thing, just, just being able to talk to an amazing God is one of the best, one of the best parts of being a Christian. So can I encourage you in your, on your tables to talk about that, to say how you feel about prayer, um, ask any questions, but more than any of that, what I'd love to encourage you to do is actually to pray. Maybe, you know, go home, find some time on your own, wherever you feel comfortable, lock yourself in the toilet, whatever, but try it because it's no good just knowing up here prayer is something that is part of our lives. Prayer is having a conversation, a two-way conversation with God and that is so exciting. So I'd love for you to try it. Okay? Brilliant.